Welcome to the Family Matters Podcast, led by author of Family Matters in the Beginning, Kemi Akindele. It is a series of conversations about how a godly family should operate in an ever-changing world. Conversations cover marriage, family roles, breaking unbiblical cultural tropes, expectations of children, and other themes often overlooked in family life. The aim of these conversations is to see the restoration of one of the most important God-ordained institutions on earth. If you have any questions or would like to participate, please reach out to Kemi at akindeleolukemi at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the episode. So hi everyone, I am Kemi Akindele and um, we're going to be talking about your family, your default team. Um, I have with me Roshia Gwenyedele. I'll let Roshia introduce himself. Maybe just tell us a little bit of of you. My name is Shegun Yedele. I have I've been a Christian for a number of years. Um, um, basically all my adult life, actually. And I I presently uh, work in the university. I, I lecture. And um, I also serve um, in a local church where I, um, uh, together with my wife, we um, counsel young families and we speak into the lives of young couples uh, about uh, their relationship and their family matters. And um, maybe what Brochek Woodin says that he's uh, a, a university professor, he's a medical doctor by training and he's, he also has a PhD in anatomy. So he, he trains doctors now. So he's trained a lot of people and he's also had a, a very rich ministry in mentoring Christian couples, you know, so most of the counseling and mentoring that it does is more uh, biblical based. He's a Bible teacher by calling. If you need to listen to him once and you just know. And then he's also a grandfather, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, which is, you know, another thing I would really like to highlight. <laughs> okay. So let's actually talk about herself before I add on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Shay. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, a sister, a daughter, <laughs> all of the above. And I've been married to Shegu for 25 years now. And as I said, we've been involved in um, mentoring young people, young couples. Um, and that has been a great, it's been one of the best things about our ministry, like working together in supporting young families, navigating the, the challenges of the unique relationship in a family home. And today we're hoping that um, we'd have a wonderful session in sharing some of the things we've learned over the years. Thank you. And she's a grandmother. Did she start with being a grandmother? I think she did. She, did. she didn't. She, she did. <laughs> okay, so she did. And so I am Kemia Kidele. Her background, uh, career-wise, Sister Shei has a PhD in virology and then a master's degree in public health. And she works mainly as, um, you know, there there's some of those people in in systems you don't see them often, but they make they they create the systems and make it run. That's who Sister Shei is. Uh, she does mostly evaluation within the health system. Um, and that's what she does uh, presently. 
and that's what she's been doing for the past few years after leaving the lab <laughs> and and together with her husband they've been they have this very rich lovely ministry to families and you know god is just opening more doors by the day in terms of now we're grandmothers so that that leads me to me my background is i am an obstetrician gynecologist by training that is what i do i love women's health i have a master's degree in public health and um women is just my passion it's, it's more of women and then recently it's now more about family because see there's no way a woman can be a woman operating alone we have different teams in the world and that's what brings me to the team the theme or the topic of this discussion because we are saying your family is your default team which means you are in many other teams so out of all the teams if there was going to be anything we're going to come back to it will be the family uh if you did well in life your family uh would probably be the first people to benefit from it and your family would have actually sacrificed a lot supported you a lot to get you to where you are in most cases and so when we look at that, we want to say, why don't we look at things as the family is actually a team? It actually helps us to, to work better, bring more positive vibes into the functioning of the family, rather than we leave it to chance. Okay, so we don't do anything about the family. We just assume, okay, I'm a member of a family. I'm going to leave this family one day as a child, grow up, have my own family. And, and, and so many things are happening out there in the world now that doesn't uh, really encourage us to continue life like that. Uh, we, we need to start talking about default team prioritizing and things like that. So I'm going to start with um, a scripture. Let's start a scripture that we can relate with, and that's Proverbs 11.29. And from Proverbs 11.29, we're going to take the topic and start talking about the fact that... Uh, how do we relate that to this concept of teamwork and get it to work the way the heart of God, you know, really planned for marriage? So I will I will let Brochetmo start by reading that scripture in any of the translation he wants to read from and talk to that. Proverbs eleven twenty-nine. I have uh, the God's word translation. Uh, it says Whoever brings trouble upon his family inherits only wind, and that stubborn fool becomes a slave to the wise in heart. Whoever brings trouble upon his family inherits only wind, and that stubborn fool becomes a slave to the wise in heart. So um, the scripture here is addressing the matter of an individual's role within his family from a slightly, I would say, negative point of view in the sense that he, the Lord, through this scripture, is highlighting a problem. So he's not praising somebody for doing well in the family. He's not praising somebody for doing the right thing. He's actually uh, um, stating that people who do the wrong thing by their families, people who bring trouble on their families, people who... Uh, do not contribute their quota, their own fair share. Uh, people who make their, uh, who through their actions or inactions make their family to be uh, to be in a worse state than it should normally be in. Uh, that person uh, will suffer certain consequences. 
which the Lord describes here in this translation as inheriting only the wind. And I wanted to, as it were, just to, in my mind, I think the reason I believe that that scripture is highlighting the negative to start with is because once we understand the consequences of the negative, then we will learn to avoid it and we'll learn how we can uh, contribute positively uh, in our families. But I also believe that God addresses this matter from a negative point of view in the first instance, as we're doing here today, because by and large, we do not have a lot of positive stories in our world today in terms of families. Um, and so I believe that God puts his hand right on the pulse of society. And that is what God does. He knows exactly what is going on among his people. He knows what is going on among the, the people who are in the world. And so God goes right to the heart of the matter and says, whoever, and that, you know, notice that he's not speaking about to the man or to the woman or to the adult or to the children. It is whoever, whoever brings trouble upon his family inherits only wind and that stubborn fool becomes a slave to the wise in heart. So um, as we go on in this discussion, I'm sure that other aspects of this scripture from other translations will be brought will uh, be brought out so that we can understand what God is saying here and be able to then go on to address how we can uh, be uh, positive contributors to our families. Amen. Thank you. Let me read it in the Amplified Version. He says, He who troubles or mismanages his own house will inherit the wind. And that is nothing. And the foolish will be a servant to the wise-hearted. He says it in a funny way in the message. He says, exploit or abuse your family and end up with a fist full of air. Common sense tells you it's a stupid way to live. Uh, you know, so looking at all these, so we're looking at the word, he who troubles his family, who exploits, who abuses his own family. At the end of the day, we have nothing to, to inherit. Uh, and in the Amplified, it brings in that word mismanage. So even if, you know, you are not a troublemaker, it's just you don't manage things well, then it means you are, at the end of the day, uh, maybe you, there's really nothing much to fall back on. And because naturally, the family is the default team, at the end of the day, it's, it's both the individual and the family that suffer the consequences. I will let Sister Sheyi speak to that briefly before we go on. Thank you. So um, as as we've heard today, that scripture speaks to whoever. And I think it's important that we take that to heart in the sense that as, um, as my husband was saying, that God put his hand, right, his finger right at the pulse of the heart of matters, which is he wants us to pay attention. And, and therefore it can be anyone. So as we listen today, what's important is for us to examine our own selves this scripture is for everyone whoever as you listen it's time for you to do some self-reflection in terms of how am i contributing to my own family what is the role i have been playing up till now have i been mismanaging have i been creating trouble and because the the scripture is clear he who mismanages would inherit nothing there's nothing to be inherited therefore it is important that as we go on in this discussion today we all need to have that reflective heart to to locate ourselves so that this we can take something away 
from the discussion today. Where are we? What role are we playing in our own homes? Because it is about your own home. And what role have you played so far? Let's self-reflect together and do some course correction because we have, we have received instruction and it is important for us to take those instructions to heart. Okay, thank you. Let's bring it home. So we're talking of a default team, which means there are many other teams we participate in. And uh, like I said, when we started, you know, you, let's take an example of a soccer team, for instance. So uh, in a soccer team, the team manager doesn't necessarily play. Uh, no. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy Roshegun is a fan of soccer, so he, he'll correct me if I'm wrong in some of my <laughs> assertions. <laughs> because if we take the example of a soccer team, now, the, there's a team manager, there is the owner of the team, I guess, uh -huh. mm -hmm. who pays the team manager and who pays the play and who pays the players. There are people who coordinate so many aspects of soccer than the 11 that are right on the field. So when we look at the team, we are not only talking about the players per se, we're talking about the background uh, people who make it happen as well. Now, in the family, what what who would we call the team manager i would i would look at the scriptures and i would say because the family originated from god god is the owner of the family mm. and i, I and, and if if brochure differs they will let the audience know that they define what i'm saying and if they agree then you won't hear their voice their voices so god is the ultimate team owner and for the bible believers for new testament christians God is the ultimate team manager. God selects, God trains, God equips the team members and enables each person to perform their specific roles in the team. So in essence, what we're saying is for every nuclear family, it is God that should run the show. It shouldn't be about the man, the woman, the children. I mean, we, we look at different examples where in different cultures, uh, different things happen. For instance, where the man is is the, the owner. You know, there's no doubt about it. The Bible says the man is the leader. But the leader doesn't mean the owner. The leader doesn't mean the, the manager. The leader doesn't mean the director. The leader is still under the word of God uh, as ordained by God and for, has to function for us to get the best of functioning the leader has to have that understanding that this team I am the leader but it's not my team it is not me that this team is serving I am not the goal <laughs> uh, let me allow Broshegun to talk to that a little bit Yes, because as a man because we know from the scriptures there is no doubt about it the man is the leader of the this team the, the family, the nuclear family we're talking about. Yes, uh, and um, apologies to people who are not soccer fans, but to, <laughs> to use that analogy again, you know, the you can imagine 11 people on the field and somebody is the captain of that team, all right? The captain is the person that the referee calls when there is a dispute on the pitch, you will call the captain and say, come, would you help me speak to your members so that they can, uh, they, your teammates, so that they can uh, behave properly? Or, um, you know, any of the leadership issues arising on the pitch, 
the captain takes front and center of that. But he's, he's still a member of the team and he still plays for the furtherance and of the of the goals or the, or the aims of that team. And so I liken the, the role of the man to, the, to that, to the, to the captain of that team. You know, he is the leader in the home, no doubt about that from the word of God, but he's not the owner of the home. The owner of the home is the Lord. The owner of the home is Jesus Christ. Um, and so the, 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 the home does not serve him. It, he, along with the other members of that family, they serve the Lord. They serve God together. And he will then, you know, his role is to model, to model leadership, to say, you know, in my place as the leader in this home, what would God have me do? You know, um, prayerfully seeking the face of the Lord to say, okay, how can I? Uh, love my wife in the way that Christ loved the church? How can I show leadership and ex example to my children in the way the Lord Jesus has led us and shown an example to us? Um, and, and that's very, very important. Um, it, and it's a first step that every man needs to understand if they are very interested, you know, in modeling their home in the way that God wants them to. Uh, if somebody is not willing to 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 model their homes as Christ wants them to, well, that's a different matter, and maybe we can talk about that some other day. But I know that most people, most believers, I believe, would want to uh, lead, and uh, Christian men will want to lead their homes as God would want them to. And so it's very important that they first of all realize that the house, the home, does not exist for me. You know, I remember, you know, growing up in in our culture. That, and in many cultures too, because I've spoken to other people who are not Africans, you know, the similar things happen across cultures where the man of the house gets home and everybody keeps quiet. Everybody scatters in many, many directions because they're just afraid. Everybody's scared to offend this big guy who has come. <laughs> um, but you know that if you're listening to this, you, you would agree with me that that is no way to lead a home i can i do not lead an effective home or an effective team the captain in the team does not leave an effective team a soccer team when he gets onto the pitch and the rest of the players just run away they are going to lose so heavily that day <laughs> so yeah. um yeah so you know just that's just my perspective and i believe that um it is according to the word of god thank you you know, it, it's so interesting that when uh, Prosheko was talking, what came to my mind was uh, the fact that, you know, sometimes because many people have had fathers who don't fit into the biblical uh, uh, picture, it's, it, it's even difficult for Christians to relate to God as a father. Because if you say God is a father, means God appears and we all run away which is not what the Bible is saying at all. And which brings me back to the point that many of us, you know, we, 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 we work in our nuclear families or even the extended family, not appreciating what the Bible really said. Uh, sometimes we know it off in our heads, but it's not happening. That's not what we are living. And that's why there's so much of dysfunctionality. But when we Bible-believing Christians with personal relationship with Jesus submit the ownership of our home and understand. I think that's the other thing because I'm going to allow Stashi to talk about um, the woman in the home because, okay, so now we are kind of basically talking about the members of the home. So we've said God is the team 
manager is the team owner he's the one that had the idea and he wants us to play according to his rules and then we will score a lot of goals um uh, and so in the in the whole setup of the team what would we call the role of mom or the woman you know what, what how would we summarize that in in the in the context of teamwork thank you so in the context of teamwork um we'll say the mom is there the woman in the home is there to help so a captain cannot win the the, the game by himself the captain needs the team to work together as one in harmony each one understanding their different roles and each one playing their different roles to the optimal for them to win the game and so for that to happen therefore the captain needs everyone working with him and i believe that the 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 woman's role is the equal partner working together with the captain to shepherd that team to achieve the goal and the way a woman does that best is in helping with with regards to training the kids keeping the home maintaining a, 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 an environment that allows everyone to work to their optimal everyone being able to contribute optimally within that uh, the home setting um I can think... i can i can i just say something you know just as you are talking about the role of the woman uh being the help to the leader to achieve goals i kind of told myself we probably left the goals out and we probably should talk about the goals first because that's part of what makes a team work good. When we know this is not, we are functioning as a team to achieve this goal. What is the goal? What, what, you know, what, what are we looking at? And this is not the, the topic of discussion for today. It's, it's something we've discussed before and which we can bring on again. The, uh, ultimately, we are saying, so what is the role of a family to the individual? And then, of course, to the outside world, because this team has to be able to function together to create a picture to the outside world. And the first one we said was the family is meant for companionship and support. And that's why, you know, many times when people can't even communicate, members of the family do not communicate effectively. That is one way the devil defeats us so badly. And we kind of look at it like, well, that's the way I am. I just don't know how to talk or what. No, then you're not going to score any goal. The, the, the goal of God is that no human being feels left alone. The reason why Eve was brought to Adam was not for Adam to name the cattle and the fish and the everybody. It's, it's, it is because God looked at Adam, had given him work to do, go and name these animals, till the ground, whatever I gave him to do. He didn't bring Eve to come and help him to do that. He brought Eve because he felt, look, this man is alone and it's not good. Can we talk a little bit about that role and, and the other role, the other goal? So and it, this brings me to the fact that if we see the family as a team, at any point in time, we can check our goals. Are we really scoring? Is every member of the family supported? You know, does anyone in the family feel lonely? Then the family is not doing what it ought to do. We need to go all out for each other within that family. 
before we can say you want to reach out to well maybe not before but it's the goal we're, we're not achieving what god had at the back of our minds if people are within the family and they don't even communicate they don't know each other so they don't know what to support each other in doing they, so the purpose is defeated i don't know if um if you want to add or you know say to that um that, that that's one thing so if we're looking at so what's the function of the mom when the goal is uh companionship it brings a different picture than if we think um you know so 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 when we begin to look at the family in its peculiarity what is the purpose so the purpose of the family is for companionship and for raising godly children so however we want to raise godly children becomes another goal which in the context of 2018 world uh, many of us pay we pay teachers we pay schools to train our children for us which is not proper because what the bible says is we should train our children we pay teachers to to do the part we can't do but ultimately we are the trainers and we are training children not to be architects or engineers or whatever other profession is out there we're training children to be godly have values that reflect godliness have values that go out there and makes a difference whether they now become doctors engineers teachers nurses any other professional or even i mean any profession including being a mother some people choose to sit with their children at home and that's also a god-given right like if they choose to and it works for their family and they can you know they can care for those children the way god wants them to what do you say to that I don't know if, yeah, I think I would allow Stashi for sharing. Yes, um, I agree that uh, we need to be very clear about the role of the family or the purpose of family from a biblical point of view. Um, the world has their own ideas, and I'm not, we are not speaking about that today. We're speaking about what we understand from scripture to be a biblical worldview, what the Lord would want fam what want families to achieve. So, um, and and based on that purpose, then every individual in the family would do or play their own part, you know. And and so, you know, there just two scriptures that come to my mind immediately. One is in Psalm sixty-eight and verse six, which says that the, the God sets up the solitary in families, you know. So uh, that means that God. Um, God saw that somebody is alone, solitary, and then God puts them in family. So that means that God does not want people to be alone. And so God puts families around them or places them in, within families, which um, then speaks to what um, Sister Kemi already spoke about, that God wants companionship and God wants people not to be isolated. Um, uh, the, the other scripture, I think it's in Ephesians chapter, chapter 3, where the apostle Paul uh, was uh, speaking and saying, "For this, for this cause, um, I bow my knees." Ephesians chapter three and verse fourteen: "I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom 
every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. You know, to me, that speaks to the fact that God wants families to set a godly agenda. God wants families to represent him to the world and to to say this is our name. But you know what? Our name actually derives from the father's name. Um, And so, you know, God wants people to build, to be, um, uh, to have companionship, to be protected, to have you know, that warmth, that environment, that nurturing environment within the family. And because they have that nurturing environment where they are taught godly principles and a godly lifestyle, they are able to project that to the world to say, well, the world might be going helter-skelter, but you know what? There's a place of refuge, um, which is in God. Um, And so, therefore, the father has a role in contributing to that. The mother has a role in contributing to that. The children have a role in contributing to that because if we do not um you know bring give each other companionship or if it, even within the home we all go in different ways then how are we how are we then giving a common message to the world how are we projecting a, a united vision to the to the to the to, to the people around us so uh, from my point of view i believe that number one god wants individuals to have a place where they belong a place where they feel they are part of a unit here, all right? And, and that's what the family is about. And then secondly, having belonged, having been taught in the ways of the Lord, in the place, in, in a home, we then project to the world, see how good our God is, see how ordered our God is, see how uh, together our God is. And, and, and that is attractive to, to the world where uh, everything is going array. Thank you, sir. Um, does Sister she want to say something along that line? Yes, just a, a couple of additions. Um, because tying it back to the fact that the family is a team. Yeah. So God places the solitary in families. The family is designed for companionship. And, and the family, we all derive from God according that to means. that scripture. So the family is the place where we all find our identity just like a team a team has its identity Mm -hmm. the family gives you your identity you know this is the one place where you belong that's why it's your default Mm -hmm. it's your it's your place where you are completely accepted you are no longer solitary you are part of a whole you are you belong there it gives you your sense of identity and that is the reason why the family therefore is also the place where you can get your values and achieve your purpose which is part of what we are discussing today because that purpose is tied to the goal the the purpose for that home that we are all working towards and i believe that as we were as we've said before the captain uh, who is the dad and the mom work together to provide the environment for which that happens so that together the, the 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 husband the wife and the children that god gives them are then able to achieve the purpose for that home amen, amen. So, so so what we are saying here in essence is that if we're looking at family as a team uh, we are bringing in the dimension of one of the goals of a family is that there should be companionship we should feel special at home um, that somebody else is not going to come from outside and feel more at home in our home than ourselves and, and, and that each one of us 
The other part of teamwork, which we're going to briefly talk about before we round off today, for sure, is we're different. Like the goalkeeper is not the same person as a striker. No, the mid midfielder, am I correct? Yes. <laughs> so so they're different, but they have one goal. So which then means even if the captain is a goalkeeper, he cannot expect everybody to behave like a goalkeeper. If he if he as a leader decides that, okay, because I'm the leader, everybody ha- must have the trait of a goalkeeper, they will lose. Because He's not the owner of that team. It's God that put the traits in different people. So the trait of being a mother is in the mother. Uh, like my ex, uh, Dr. Miles Morrow used to say, we don't teach fish how to swim. Swim is in fish. Put fish inside water, it's swimming. So there are some natural things that are there that God has wired in uh, that makes the man to function as a father and as a leader. And there are natural things in the mother. And there are natural things in the children. And I dare say, the team starts with two people and ends with two people. Uh, Because ultimately, those children are raised as godly children and they've got to live. And they've got to have their own nuclear families where we don't go and tell them how to make their decisions and what to eat and what not to. We need to give this level of independence. No matter how old we grow, uh, these children are our children but they are adults in their own rights and so we need to understand all that dynamics otherwise teamwork then becomes really stressful which is what it is in some cultures is what the father says if the father wants the man to be a doctor you better be a doctor Mm. but that's not what the bible is saying the bible is saying teach children to know the lord train a child in the way he should go when he departs he will not i mean when he grows up he will not depart from it means there's a picture God had in the back of his mind. Mm. And when he gave you that child, and that he wants, he wants is give that child all the support, the companionship to learn godly principles and go out there and make a difference the way he wants him to make a difference. Not the way you want him. Because ultimately, children are the Lord's heritage. Amen. Amen. So the teamwork we're talking about here does not mean uh uniformity we don't do things exactly the same way or we are not the exactly the same people even though even twins are different mm. you know in their, in their in their ways of and that's god wired and so we work with what god has wired to produce results so in in, in talking about the team dynamics we have talked about the fact that we have a goal or we have goals the goal is raise godly children uh and companionship those are the two main goals in it in 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 god's team or family and as we compared with uh, the soccer team people are different different roles at the end of the day what do we want we want to score goals we want to make sure that what god designed is what we're doing the third thing i'm seeing here is that it's not about anybody really so where you have a home where the children dictate the pace, it doesn't work well because it's not about them. Where the father is, the, you know, all in all, he enters the room, everybody scatters. They don't, you are not achieving the goal. Where the woman is, the, you know, there are some, some societies where the woman is the leader of the home and, and, you know, just simply, it just doesn't fit into what God planned. Every one of us, same value, 
we are equal before God. God has different roles and he wants us to play it as a team. Therefore, uh, what I'm beginning to see is that if, if, if in my soccer team we have a good goalkeeper, but I am the striker, I'm not going to be competing with my own goalkeeper. I'm going to say we've got a good goalkeeper and nobody's going to score goals against us. <laughs> I'm going to be happy. The strength of the other member of my team is my joy because it adds to me on my team to win more goals. Uh, in rounding up, I will let Stashi speak and then Brochet one, and then that will be it for today. Thank you very much. So as we have heard today, the family is our default team. We've been placed in families to receive companionship, to receive our identity, to a place where we belong, a place where we are accepted, where we, we feel exceptional, we are unconditionally loved. And working together as a family, each person living up to their full potential, we are able to achieve our God-given purpose. And we are supposed to support each other, not compete against each other. If we want to achieve our God-given purpose as a family. I believe those are the things that um, we are taking away from today's conversation. Thank you. Yes, and um, I guess what has come to my mind as, as I round up, maybe last um, uh, concluding words from me would be to say that um, we are not pointing fingers here. This is not the time to lay blame. So I realize that there may be people listening whose families have not necessarily conformed to the picture that we are painting here. And so this forum is not to, to, point, out, to point you out and say, see how bad you have been. Far from it. That is not our purpose. The purpose actually is to say, to point uh, like the mirror. The Bible calls the word of God a mirror. And that mirror, when we look at it, it may, you know, if, if our hair is not combed, it's not the fault of the mirror. It's, it's because our hair is not combed, but then we make the adjustment. So I'm hoping and, and I'm believing God that uh, as we go further in, in this series, that, um, you know, the words we speak here will be empowered by the Holy Spirit to cause us individually to look at our own lives and say, what adjustments can I make? It's not about the past, it's about the future. It's about what can happen from today. It's about what change the Lord can bring about in our families. And I, and I trust that those positive things will happen for each and every one. Amen. Thank Amen. you, sir. And uh, let me just say that God is the, as the team manager and the team owner, is the one that has the picture of what he really wants. And we can only be better by going straight into his word and trying to match up. I dare say there's no ideal family. I've not seen one. <laughs> there will always be, oh, maybe there's the one black sheep in the fire. You know, all <laughs> sorts of labels, but God doesn't label. God doesn't label us like that. We are all individuals before God and we can always improve. Bible-believing families should be different. That's what the scripture tells us. We are the light of the world. We should be different uh, from the statistics going on in the world today. And that's why it's a great burden that, you know, only God that can restore each nuclear family back to what he wants because he, he has the original picture, he's the restorer. And 
what we need to do is pay attention. So like Brochego said, and Sashi, we're not, it's, this is about how, how can we improve? You know, what we're seeing, the outcome we're seeing in the world today is a lot of people are in families, they, they don't even communicate. They don't know how to, they don't do it. They don't plan to, they communicate more with friends and neighbors and they just go out and live their lives and home becomes maybe a place to sleep at the best. But that's not God's purpose. God is able to take us from where we are to where we ought to be. And we believe Him for that. Amen. Amen. Amen.